It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell You. So I am here today, literally sitting outside of Cow Bakery, Aki and Coral Way, because we're about to talk to the creators of a play that honestly requires that you be in the heart of which I think. I mean, let's be quite honest. I am here welcoming back to the show, Robbie Ramos. Happy Thanks to for be here, back. And I'm also welcoming Gabriel Bonilla, both of whom have come together to create the play, The Walls Have Ears. And I, I, I think... Gabriel, you're the director. Yep. And yep, yep. you're well, you're the talent, you're the, the writer, the writer, the, the producer, executive producer, the, the usher, <laughs> uh, right? Just every <laughs> everything else that, everything. that's left. Yeah. Now, I remember when you were here last time, Robbie, we you did mention that you were writing the play and that I think you had already done some production of it initial in New York, I think. Yeah. By yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I know you did some in Los Angeles. So Gabriel, were you part of, of it from that beginning as well? Or I, uh, I was well, part of so, like where did where did you how did well, this, I'll let this Robbie collab. I'll let Robbie start because I joined in later but yeah. Robbie started like 2015 so. yes exactly okay. so I had a theater company in New York that we did a bunch of experimental weird theater uh, which is how you know you learn to act man. well that's like what I, you do in a black box exactly <laughs> dude a bunch of weird experimental theater and I had a woman there uh, a Venezuelan director who kind of like pushed me to write this thing you know i'd always talked about like i wanted to write this play about my grandfather what he went through so i started writing man and um within a year we started putting it on its feet like the things that i was writing meaning we started to workshop it like kind of rehearse it with with the theater company that i had we did our first workshop i think in 2016 
Okay. Then we did our second workshop in 2017. And then uh, came to do Amparo in Miami. Okay. Which Gabriel's wearing yes. a shirt right now, yeah. Amparo. Yeah. I mean, you got to represent. Yeah, he's representing hard, dude. And he... uh and we met there formally because actually, which is a funny story, Gabe had had wanted to audition for one of the workshops we did yeah. in New York. I right? saw I saw a call on Backstage, okay. which is a website oh, yeah, that actors sure. use for for auditions. Yeah, and um, I saw this thing about Cuba, New York, and I said, "Going, you want to? Okay, New York. I'm super down to go up there. Let's." You know, oh, so like, you but you were down here and you I saw. Yeah, it. I was yeah, here yeah. and I saw oh, the okay. casting. I was like looking for castings in New York, in LA, wherever. Don't know yet at all. Yeah, and I saw looking for Cuban male tal y tal, and I said, "Of course." So I reach out through backstage, and I think we exchanged a few messages. We did, we did, dude. But, you know, I couldn't get up to New York, and the timing just wasn't. So we're like, oh, well, no, you know, and it just ended at that. And I think it was, like, first day or second day of rehearsal for Amparo, where we put two and two together, and we were like, you were the guy. We were talking to each other on the phone. That's right, that's right. Because you were both part of Amparo. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we were both part of Amparo. From its inception. Yeah, yeah. And then um, in 2020, when the pandemic happened, I was down here in Miami. We put together, like, a writer's group with actors oh, okay. where basically we were just reading new work you know like whatever work the actors were writing that's what we were reading so like a salon <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> if we want to get pretentious and yeah, fancy yeah, right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right right sala. yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, sala. No, with, I, with I, a peacock chair yes yeah <laughs> or on a batting cage like we, we had a batting cage that like a, a batting right. cage area where we, right. where we would read whatever so uh gabe uh was in those meetings and and we read the play and and it was actually it was your idea right to to start doing the reading so I'll, you know, I was just I mean I, I, you know it was inspiring to me anyway these are these are the stories that I that I grew up on these are my grandfather had a hand in something like this as well and and so I read this story and I was like man you know we're we're in the thick of it for where this story will flourish so I said Robbie let's 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 you know let's just do a read let's just see what happens and at the time. To make another long story short, it was during the, the Feel protest. free to make it long. I can, always, I can always edit it down. I can't edit it up. <laughs> it was during the July 11th protests. And uh, my girlfriend's brother was still in Cuba. And, you know, the island was going dark because the government was shutting yeah, down the, crackdown, the power. Yeah. They just, you know. And so the only way to keep in contact was if you had una regaga, so if you had data plan. So my girlfriend was like, hey, you know, I, I need to send my brother regaga. And he's got a couple friends that need it too, so I'm going to help him out. And it turned out from helping him and a couple friends in Cuba to helping, I think we did over 11,000 families. We ended up using oh, this shit. as a fundraiser. And it was like $28,000. Vice News came and did a thing at our house. And like it was it was insane. We didn't think it was going to blow wow. up to what it did. And so we were, you know, it was called Recharge Cuba. And we were keeping them connected to the, their families and videos, the videos that I got to my phone. Well, I mean, like, he thinks I, was just... I will say, though, I, I'm going to be completely flippant here for a second. Congrats on getting Vice to come cover something anti-Cuba. Oh, yeah. Mm, because yeah. I like Vice, but I'm like, no. I'm like, I mean, we let's, were, they're, we they're were a, little, a little worried as to how they were going to spin yeah, it. Yeah, they're a little rosado, you know, were, like, let's say. The, the, the person who came um, was very true to what, you know, a journalist. No, no, they, very they, true. I'm saying they came yeah. very, like, um... Unbiased. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unbiased. And if I will say a little leaning towards us. Okay. To, to okay. really tell the story. You know, there were things where she was like, I can't get this to fly. So let's spin it this way if you want to tell this message kind of Got thing. It. And it was very. She worked with you. Very helpful. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, we, it became like a, like, oh yeah, let's come together and work on this thing and raise some money for the thing. And let's see how many people come out to the show. And we did it at Cuba Ocho in, uh, in Little Havana. That's right. And it was packed, man. It was packed. We were kind of just. 
we were we were excited and kind of blown away at how many people showed up to a reading because I mean you know you were, it was it was like a, a Tuesday or something it was, yeah, it was like, like a table a, read right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we yeah. had little music stands and I mean uh, and of course Havana Club has always through Amparo we've built a nice relationship with them and so Gio yep um, Chat Chow Chat Chow yeah, friend of the show <laughs> he uh, he was like man you know of course I'll help you guys out let's make some cocktails let's turn this into a little thing it just got some life of its own and that same happened twice in Miami that happened in LA and then here we are. So. So for those of you, for those of the listeners who are, are just kind of tuning in for the first time, what would you say? Because, you know, the, the Walls Have Ears is going to start this weekend, uh, the weekend of April 7th at the, and I'm going to get it right, I promise, the Westchester Cultural Arts Center. Yeah, yeah. Or to be more colloquial and local, ahí en Tropical Park. Right there in Tropical Park. there, ahí en La Cuarenta. What is the play about? Like again, we don't want to give too much away because we do want people to come and see it. But you know, you're, you're saying it's the experience of your of your grandfather, and and so I'm assuming it's based in in fact to a degree, but with maybe with some dramatic license. Taken. Exactly. So basically, what I say is that I was inspired by what my grandfather went through to write this story. Um, I've I've fictionalized a lot of things, but there's also many many things in it that are are true stories. You know whether whether it's something that happened to my mom, something that happened to my father, something that happened to my grandfather, my grandmother. I mean, like, I'm really throwing in, like, all these personal stories and mishmashing them into this fictionalized story. I also took a lot of, like, speeches from Castro and, like, and, and put them into the storyline. Also, there's historical um, accuracy. Oh, there's accuracy. Too. Yes, okay. big time, man. Um, wow. uh, through these fictionalized characters, you know? And basically what it is, it's it's a warden of a Cuban prison who pits a family against each other and answers their their fate live on an American radio station. That's our our little log line for the show. And and what it is is you have these two brothers who are on opposite sides of the political spectrum. One is a revolutionary soldier and one is a political prison and this is taking place in the height of the 1962 cuban right. crisis just to get a to yes. be exact october 23rd 1962 so let's make it even more yeah. tense yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah yeah and again taking from real life things, right yeah. we have the kennedy speech in there i mean it's like it's 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 based in historical fact um and uh and that's kind of where the play takes off from and then you know there's this american radio host in it who brings a lot of the humor, I think, to the play. There's a lot of humor even in the prison, which, right, okay, Gabe? I'm, I'm kind of like, glad to hear that because yeah, it, it sounds very heavy. No, it is it heavy. Be, dude. As it should be, but <laughs> it is some he- levity here and Listen, there. Listen, it's yeah. heavy and, and you're going to need a drink after the show, which is why it's good we have Havana Club there and, and we have Yoli Mayor for the opening and we're looking to get other, uh, other you know, like we want to bring in Ping Pong. Ping Pong Pollo. Ping Pong Pollo, bro. <laughs> For the record, <laughs> he brought it up. I didn't. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It was me. Over it was here. me. It was me. Um, but we want to bring in like people from the from the community because we want the after show to be like a, a social gathering. Um, because the show is heavy. It ends heavy, but it, it's it, it's got a lot of humor in it. I'll let Gabe like explain a little more because I don't want to seem like I'm the writer saying that oh, it's got humor in it. Like Gabe, no, it, it it does. You know, and it 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 puts you in a weird place where you don't know if you should laugh or not. And and um right. so we just had a read for this recently at um the Gibson room, and there was one guy in the front who just kept laughing and laughing and laughing, and and he was laughing at all the right parts. Yeah, okay, okay. And, okay. yeah, he wasn't being disrespectful. Okay. No, he wasn't being no, disrespectful okay. at all. But it's you could tell that some people were like, should we be laughing too? Is it okay to laugh? And it's like 
I mean, that's what this kind of story does. You know, it's like, it's funny in all the right and wrong ways. And, and at the end of it, like Robbie says, it's heavy and we're not going to give away what happens. But I think you go through all the emotions in the play. You really do, you know. You experience it all. It's, and I, I think that's what's kind of the... the the key of this thing is that you it's not you're not just hitting you on the head with this Cuban story no, this like no, sad no. Cuban story and know? I and I said this uh, we we did Bancom podcast I don't know if it's a rival dude is, are they rivals no no, no, no. We, <laughs> what do we, we don't have okay. rivals the only okay. rivals we have are people we don't talk about so we <laughs> we did that <laughs> right we did that their podcast and I and I mentioned like dude I I like Tarantino I like um David Mamet Aaron Sorkin like I like these writers who make stories exciting and cool and and fun to listen to and watch you know i i don't like stories that are too bogged down and like oh we're take ourselves so seriously so there's a lot of that thrown in there where like we're going back and forth between this prison and this jail and i'm doing it so to kind of keep you hey you know i'm telling you a story and there are parts that are meant to just be entertaining you know there's some absurdity yeah yeah there's there's absurdity absurdity and some some stylized things yeah. and well if you're talking about the castros there has to be some absurdity in there because yeah, that's yeah, yeah. the i mean let's face it you know you gotta you gotta put that spin in there um i mentioned you know you guys mentioned Amparo. i mentioned you were in the Amparo uh shirt and one of the things that i this is not a sturdy table we're on um you know it's a story of of true human spirit on, on the Amparo sh- uh shirt and i I wonder, though, because, you know, obviously it's very easy, I think, to say, like, oh, well, Amparo does well here in Miami because it's the Cuban story, right? You guys are going to do great. I have no doubt in my mind because, again, it's a Cuban story in Miami. But I think there's more to it than that. I think that, you know, and, I'm, and again, I'm lifting it from the Amparo just because the shirt's in front of me, not not because I'm being, you know, cheap. Um, But if you write a story about the human spirit, you know, about humanity, then people will connect to it. And part of humanity is laughing at inappropriate parts. It's that gallows humor. It's that finding the absurdity so that you can get through to the next moment. You know, I mean, you mentioned that it's two brothers on on opposite sides of of the political you know spectrum in Cuba. That happened in many families. Like it happened in my family. My grandmother, one of, I think it was her youngest brother, you know, was the part of the revolution. He was for pro the revolution, etc. They never stopped being siblings. They never stopped loving each other. But that tore them apart in. You know, in that way of, this is not for me, I have to leave. Well, this is for me, and I'm going to stay. And it doesn't matter how, how strong the bond is. It, it, it speaks to just how these outside forces can come in and just tear, tear shit apart. You know, and that's... I mean, in this case, we're talking about the revolution in Cuba, but it could be anything, you know? And, and I think that's something that you guys probably captured. Am, am I correct in that? Yeah, you are. In, yeah. in that route? Or? And, and you mentioned, like... The- the, the people of that generation that's happening now in this generation which, oh, yeah. what, which is what makes this play i think relevant to now even it's like um how many people are on opposite sides of the political spectrum right now oh, right in now america uh, you know? yeah and, and um and i think that that no, is that the, doesn't happen we all get along <laughs> in the u.s yeah. we're all on the same side that is the heart of the play is like that that family should always trump ideology you know what i mean like like we shouldn't get so wrapped up into these political groups or teams to the point where we're separating from people that we love you know and the play is at, it, at its crux is that it's, it's, it's examining what is family and um and how do we how do we deal with it in a way that that preserves it and doesn't tear it apart you know because you were the director and you're the, the writer i you know you're basing yourself of your family obviously so so there's a lot of personal 
touch to it. You know, earlier you were, you were talking about, you know, um, your your girlfriend's brother is still in Cuba. So you know, he was he was able to he was able to? Oh, he's he's just, he's here yeah, now. Not even I mean, not even a year. It's it's been. Oh, okay, but bueno, oh, yeah, but yeah. it's recién. So in other words, you know, when you're speaking of of people who are who are living it, you know, whereas you're coming at it from a historical lived experience of of your family, you're you might be coming at it from somebody who literally was just there, right? How did that? affect the way that you approach directing it and how did you kind of approach the way he, he directed it because again you're writing it's not a fictional story right there are certain elements that i'm sure you were probably like no no this is what happened to my grandfather or this is what happened to my grandfather's friend but maybe you came at it and you said no no i get that not disrespectful but it hurts the flow of the 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 staging or something like how yeah. did you guys kind of I mean, to be Navigate honest, that. yeah. To be honest, it's been it's it's been pretty easy for us working together from the get, and I think we um, the play has a very specific rhythm that that it's kind of like just let the play do its thing, you know. The words speak for themselves, and so if you really stay true to the play itself, it's it's honestly not a hard play to direct, you know. And then I gotta honor everything that Robbie comes at me with, and and so for me, you know, I come at it and I'm like I'm always looking. I'm like. Robbie, that's cool. Okay, I gotta, I gotta, yeah. Robbie says it's cool, you know. And it, it, I don't think, I don't think I ever really took it from that perspective in terms of like having the influence of 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 those kind of things. And I think, I think we were always on the same page from the get, you know. And there's there's moments where where Robbie will be like, ah, you know what, I don't think this. And there's moments where I'm like, Robbie, you know, I think you know. But for the those are minor little, you know, hiccups throughout the play. Because I know directors have a vision, but I would think it's very different when it's a vision about fictional characters versus something that's based on you know the life of the person who not just the writer but who's also part of the play and who's also you know an, an active role like it's not like you wrote it and you said here go direct it i'm gonna go do something else well i, you know, I you're, had you're, to you're... beg him to be in it really yeah he didn't want to he didn't want to be in it. and i and you know i've i've um, seen sir, it read a few times i've i've seen you act why did why why you are you are quite good <laughs> if thank not you want to be on the show the second time yeah let's yeah, be yeah. honest yeah <laughs> no for me, it was more of um, the time commitment and just I'm overwhelmed, man. Like where you see me right now is is uh, as is at the peak of my ability to. I also have two daughters, and you know, one of them is two years old, the other one's five months old. So having to juggle life with producing a play for the first time, with um, uh, what else, man? With acting and 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 then also, you know, man, it's like. The other actors are really good, dude. Like, I can't phone it in. You know what I mean? I can't just show up and be like... I don't think you're capable of phoning it in, well, man. yeah. No, I am, man. I can, not I can for, take not the, for a passion, Not for a passion no, project well, like this. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I, I, we both went out and, and wanted to get the, the absolute best actors that we could find for this thing um, because, because of the fact that I wanted to be that level of, you know, great. You right, know? right, uh, right. So, I, I, of course, man, I, I bring it because I, it's a passion. Which is why I didn't want anybody else. Because you knew. Because I knew. And because oh, yeah. and, and, and you're a good I, director. I, I, I hope so. <laughs> you recognize, you recognize is, what, the, what the play needs. I, I've seen this thing read a few times, different bubbles. And, I mean, from day one for me, you know, it was just a matter of how do I convince, how do I get him to see it without me having to beg for it? Como lo doy la vuelta. Como lo doy la vuelta. We've all been there. We've all been there. Now, you know, you guys staged this um, in, you know, I know you mentioned in New York, staged also in Los Angeles, and now here in Miami. 
what would you say have been the biggest differences from and and I, I know you can only speak to Los Angeles, correct? No, uh, and Miami too. But yeah. you know, well, 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 right, right, right. But what, sorry, what I was saying is, you know, in terms of audience reaction, like you know, New York versus LA versus the initial reads in, in Miami, what have you found has been differences and similarities in terms of audience reaction? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I'll tell you this. Like when we did the, the two workshops in New York, um, there was a lot of people who were in Cuban who went to see, I mean, basically mostly everyone, you know. Um, and it's interesting to see how depending on where you land on the, on the, on the political sides, um, you have different opinions about the play, but none of them are are negative. And what I mean by that is like, I think no matter what side of the political thing you're on, um, you leave there kind of asking questions and, and not being like, oh, this person was trying to uh, persuade me on something that I don't want. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to sit on it's a It's not heavy box. handed. Yeah, bro. I'm trying to give everyone their fair shake, uh, including the revolution. You know, I, I want it to be a fair fight because th that is the truth. If not, we'd be the victors every time and that's not the case right they're still there so it's like it's it's a fair fight and it's a, it's a strong you know it's a hard fight so i want the play to, to symbolize that and so in, in new york the audiences were like uh i don't know they 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 kind of saw it from this left view right okay uh this very i mean there there's a lot of people who sympathize with che guevara and 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 castro in new york we call those people wrong Exactly. <laughs> and those motherfuckers. Yeah, exactly. Right? They We call those motherfuckers yeah, out all the time on this show. So they, feel free. They saw the play and they had, you know, they had their opinions about it, but they left there not feeling like I had I, I, I hope they didn't leave there feeling like I had like made their side feel dumb or like that. Okay. Not giving it its fair its fair shape. Um we did it in Miami and course i mean the emotional dude like we're playing with house money here dude. yeah that, yeah you know the minute the play is about this thing it's like people come ready to cry bro they come ready to like to experience this thing which is a beautiful thing that's what we shared it on bottle dude 
like people would come to us after the show in Amparo and and be crying, you know, and then tell us their stories. And that was part of the beauty of doing it here. L.A. was similar to here, actually, yeah. right, Gabe? Yeah, yeah, very similar. There's a lot of Cubans in L.A. They, yeah, no, I know. We, we found were, all the pockets when we've been to yeah, L.A. Yeah, they, we find them. We were writing the tales of, of what happened because I was in L.A. during the protests. Uh, I was, oh, I was okay, for, okay. I was filming something, and I felt so out of place when, when it happened. And I remember calling people in Miami, and I was like, I actually called Vicky and Vanessa, uh, writer and director of uh, Amparo. And I was like, guys, I'm, I'm in L.A. I, I feel totally alone. I need to find some Cubans. I, I, I know this is happening. Like, I want to I wanna do something. What do I do? And we always congregate. No. Where are we congregating? Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what yeah. happens. So yeah. she goes, call, call this guy, Jason Canela. I think you guys will, will hit it off. And he's trying to organize oh, some yeah. Cubans. Yeah. It turns out, to make a long story short, we got together a group of like 100 and something Cubans, Cuban-Americans, mostly our generation, who didn't know that they were even in L.A. Wait, I didn't know you were here. I didn't know there were so many of us. So we were writing this tale of all these Cubans who had just met. And when we did the read, a lot of them showed up. And and then a lot of also, you know, right, whoever showed up and they were just like, I, I think everybody really took the story for what it was. And, I, and like Robbie said, I think you get what you want out of the story, really. I mean, whatever, whatever side you sit on it, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to get from that, you're going to you're going to you're not going to leave with a different opinion, I don't think. Cause OK, that's you, interesting. You know how that works. Right. I mean. Have you ever changed one comunita's mind? I mean, you tell me. Dude, people went to Amparo. I'm going to say probably not. but no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> people went to Amparo and after the show, and it was low-key, but we would be like, oh, this motherfucker. Dude. Yeah. Oh, you straight, know? yeah, straight, straight up, you know. They were like, like you knew they were. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 So they, came, they came in with like a beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, so it's, it's hard, man, to to kind of find that line. But I think when you're telling stories, unless unless you, you're truthful in that way, people start to kind of turn, they, they tune you off, man. Because it's like, oh, why are you lying to me? Or why are you acting like my side doesn't have its, you know? That's an interesting point. And again, I can't, I can't wait to go see the play. I mean, you guys are going to be running through May, right? So it's just May so... 14, yeah. Hay tiempo de verlo, caballero. I don't want to hear de que estoy I'm busy. In English and Spanish. Que no hablo español. Yeah. Que no That's right. You guys are doing Spanish language um, productions as yes. well. Did you... Exactly. Do the the Spanish language production yourself, like the the translations? No, or? and 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 we're actually we're working on that it's as work we speak. I mean, oh, like, okay, it's a collaboration the, with the yeah actors. with the actors. Yeah, so we got Susana Pere. Who mm-hmm. do you know Susana Pere? I don't know her. No, she was a massive star and is a massive star still here in Miami. But in Cuba, she was, that was like you know she worked there for decades. She was a huge movie star and in, in, uh, in TV star in Cuba, and now she's here in Miami and she's playing the lead uh, character, the warden of the prison. Um, and then we have Hector Medina, um, brilliant actor, man. He was in Amparo. He's in, in a bunch of movies now, Lo Freaky, Viva on Netflix. The guy is blowing up. We're counting on them. Diane Garriga, Ariel Tecido. Um, oh, wow. we're, we're counting on these people to help us because they, they're all born in Cuba. Right. So that's part of the authenticity. Fun, I, fun yeah. fact: the the only so the American radio host is the American radio host for both casts. He's the only actor that is doing both, and he's English throughout because we're keeping a native speaking. So there will be subtitles uh, in the Spanish play only for the American radio host. Everything yeah. else, the rest everything of else is, is, is Spanish language. Yeah. That that's brilliant that you're doing that, by the way, because I, I my day job is I work in marketing, and a lot of times. You know, I can tell when something has been, quote unquote, just translated versus what I like to say, transcreated, which is when it's like, okay, no, 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 I can't just take the sentence and do word for word. That's not, that's number one, that's not how people speak. You know what I mean? Because you always wind up screwing it up. So it's, you got to take the essence of what's being said. So the fact that you guys have, you know, native speakers yeah. who are who are really 
living the characters and, and being part of it. it again the authenticity like y'all said yeah yeah, for sure. yeah man speaking yeah. of living the characters do you know a little bit about the setup for the play at all which i'm super excited about in uh, what sense the, so, the, I've, I've never been even inside that cultural okay. art center so. so so it's a it's a for the most part it's a it's a black box right but it's a, it's a pretty big black box and when when you have a black box you can pretty much do whatever you want you know the the there are really no limits except for what the space can't hold but what i mean by that is that specifically so for us we're doing this in the round Ooh. and not only in the round there are different sections within the rounds where where you can watch the show a couple different times and maybe see other things that someone else didn't see so there are this play is always living from the moment you walk in. So it's a little bit like, um, well, I mean, I could say like Amparo in the sense that like you're seeing like different things or it's never the same play twice in a way, it, depending on where you're sitting. Right, I mean, yeah, right. The yeah. same thing's yeah. always happening, yeah. but if you're sitting over here, you're seeing this character, you know, futzing with something over here that you wouldn't see on the other side. Okay. Well, yeah, you guys, yeah, you guys have heard. You have to go multiple times. That's all yeah, there is to go it. Multiple you have to go multiple times. times. You, yeah. you know, do it in Creole también. That's Screw why. It. Why that's, not? That's that's why we did the English first. Was we wanted to get the the younger generation in, and then be like, oh, I want to bring my parents for the Spanish. So that's that's fair. Double dipping there. That's no, no. It's it's called being smart. Um, <laughs> that's what it is. It's called mi abuelo vino a este país para no pasar trabajo and to make money. Um, were your parents? Uh, so you were born here? I was born and raised in in good old Wichita. Same here, Wichita yeah. for life, baby. Where whereabouts? On eighty two and fortieth, right next to Tropical Park. Okay, has been there. Yeah. What high school did you go to? Columbus. Oh, okay. I would have gone the Southwest. Oh, he I, judged you, dude. I, I did judge you. He right, judged get, you. The, I did judge you a little get, bit because I'm a, I'm a Southwest alum. So I judged you a little I bit. I would have. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have been a Southwest kid if I if I didn't go to Columbus. But I'll say, man, the just sabía que tenía pinta de private school. I don't know. I don't know. That's the eyebrows. Those are private school eyebrows. Those are private school. Adelante, to all my Columbus grads and students. That's a private school boy, dude. Yeah, not us, bro. No, no, we're we're the product of a public school education for yeah, better or worse <laughs> for yeah. all that that means Hell yeah, dude. Hey, but no sorry i was gonna ask you know you you mentioned that you you kind of give i don't want to say equal equal time but you know you you're not walking in there heavy-handed saying like you know this side was bad and you know like hitting over the head with it you try to present it in a fair way have you gotten any pushback from miami audiences with that because again miami boy cuban american born and raised i know sometimes the older the generation gets i cannot blame them for their trauma they don't want to hear it you know what i mean like they they don't want to hear that the other side had what a, a valid point for this even and it may be true uh, you know again I, I haven't seen the play yet so i don't know but have you gotten pushback from people who are like, you know, está buenísimo el play, pero la verdad que, vaya, no fueron hijos puta bastante lo, you know, los comunistas, like something like that, where they feel like you, 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 you had to, you know, make them a little more mustache twirly. And I think this is where I can, because Robbie won't do it. This is where I can like praise Robbie's writing. Is that it, it, it's not that you're being presented with two gifts and it's like they're both great. No, you're just you're a fly on the wall. And so, if anybody leaves with that kind of opinion, it's more about the character, not so much the story. Okay. If, if that That's makes what the actor sense. brought to the. To yeah, the yeah. It's like uh, you know that I was the bad guy in Amparo, and and uh, always I would the show would end, and they Glad would come the up to me and it was kid. like, "Gotta be the private, private school, school of course." Kid, yeah, and it was the same thing. It was like you know I love but you, but you, oh my, you, what you did to us, yeah, to lo otro, and that's kind of the same thing you leave here with. Like I said, you leave, you leave with 
the same feelings, you know, you, you leave with what you want. And so it's a, Exactly. Which is actually a great thing. If you're playing the villain and they come after you, you know, afterwards and say that you were like tremendo hijo yeah. puta, like yeah. they hated you, you did your job. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to be like playing Hitler and have somebody come by and be like, you know, you were really nice. You know, like no, maybe not. Not I didn't do a good job yeah. that night. Yeah. You know, if that's what they came and, away and with. And that happened in the read recently. Now in at, uh, the Gibson room, uh, somebody came to Monica and was like, you know, this was great, but man, you you got to me, you really, really got to me, and, and that's. That's where you get that. That's the closest we get to that, you know, that feeling. But it's through the character. It's through what happens in the story. Yeah. And when I say that, that we're giving everyone their fair shake, I don't mean that we're sugarcoating anything. It's, it, we're right. like being very truthful to what those people did and what the revolution did. I mean, I'm not sugarcoating that at all. We're, I'm, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm saying when I say that, I guess, is that they had their reasons for doing the atrocities that they did. and. Well, yeah, because the, the the beauty of any story, in my opinion, is the villain of a story cannot think they're the villain. Correct. They're because the they, they, we're all the hero of our own story, right? Even if you are ultimately, history has proven, the villain of the story. Otherwise, what's the motivation? You know what I mean? It's not, it's not a person. Exactly. It's not a person. Exactly. So, yeah, you have to go that You hit route. it on the nose, yeah. Um, our, 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 I guess quote-unquote, well, I'll say the antagonist of the story. There we go. I love that word, antagonist, <laughs> protagonist. Yeah. Um, she is nicknamed La, La Madre de la Revolución, and she is partly based on Celia Sanchez, who was like Castro's uh, right-hand woman, let's say. And um, and and I, I, I do my best to, to, to paint her as a human being, as, as, as all of those people who did those things to our families were human beings and they had ways of in their own fucked up psycho you know psychological way of of justifying what they were doing they were playing the hero in their story you know many of these people so i tried to do that with madre and um so yeah i i i don't want to make it seem like i'm trying to be like Oh, I, I, I'm on either side. It's like, no, no, because no, it's definitely not that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely not that. Right. I mean, I, I I, feel like I've known you enough to know that you weren't going to be like pro Che Guevara oh, in no, this no, play. No, 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 not by any but, means. But, that, but again, what we're talking, you know, you're not you're not trying to lecture to people. So you're, <laughs> exactly. you're they're not going to show up and just be like, you know, ha ha ha, I am the evil communist. Yes, you know, like yes, that. Right. It's, that's not it either. That's I'm exactly assuming. it. That's exactly it, man. So, you, you know, y'all mentioned it's in the round. What? I love I love a theater in the round. I'm a theater nerd. I'm a theater geek. It's what I, 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 and there's, there's a world out there where I've got two Tonys. It's, it, it, it exists <laughs> in the multiverse somewhere out there. It's not the one where I sing. That's a different one. But, um, <laughs> you know, what, what did you find were some of the challenges with doing theater in the round as opposed to just, you know, your, your traditional end stage setup or because, you know, a table read is one thing, right? It's just setting up. You put the little things in front, everybody reads. And then an end stage is just very linear. But what are the challenges? There, there have been a few. Um, you know, mainly, so one of the biggest ones was, was sight lines because of the way that our designer designed the stage, which is brilliant, by the way. But it did present some problems because, uh, I don't want to give a lot away, but there are parts of the stage that are built into the audience, if that makes okay. sense. Okay. So, like, like pathways or something like that? Um, no, not so much pathways. I mean, actual pieces of the stage, the, the audience is within like an arm's length of different oh, parts shit. of the oh, show. Oh, okay. So you're, you're, 
you know, we kept saying this was like an immersive thing, but in the sense that you are immersed into this day, October 23rd, 1962, you are in, really immersed into the prison. In, you're into, in the prison. You're, you're there. You're yeah, in the prison. You're there. And because there are, there are, there's, there's three different sections. I, I can say this part, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's no left or right, depending on where you're sitting at. But the, the center of what we're going to call the stage is the office within the prison, right? Um, and then to the left and right uh, is the radio station in the U.S. and an interrogation room. And the radio station is built into part of the audience and the interrogation room is also built into part of the audience. And then we have audience on these sides also circling the, the office. So no matter where you're at, you are, you're, you're there. And so because the actors really don't get off stage, if lights come up somewhere else, the rest of the play keeps breathing. And so how do we, how do we okay. live that life without losing, you know, attention and, and how do I get these guys who have a whole scene happening over here to still be able to see clearly two scenes over, you know, it's, it's, there has been, yeah. Uh, not, not problems, challenges. Challenges. Yeah. Challenges. Yeah. Challenges. Yeah. challenges. It's my fair word. It's my fair word. It's been fun. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. We will overcome it. We will move forward. Dude, he, and here's the thing, Ish. Like, we, when we took this on, bro, and then we both kind of hype each other up on different times whenever one, the other one is like, bro, you what need the it. fuck did we get into? You know exactly. You need that. So, You've got to have that hype person. Yes. But, but um, we like decided to just really go for it bro to risk it like if we're gonna do this play like let's not play it safe by being like oh we're gonna do a normal proscenium stage where the audience is here and the play is there we know exactly where the actors are gonna go and it's gonna make perfect sense to everybody i think we made a real like decision to to take risks like to be like you know what some of this shit, like it, you might not fucking see that person over there exactly, that actor, whatever. But it's like it's in your face, dude. It's fucking the whole thing has been a risk. Even from I don't know if if, if you know that there's a series of paintings that will be uh, oh no traveling with the play. Kiki uh, Valdez. Kiki Valdez. Yes. No, oh, I, 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 I don't of, know him, but I you should yes. have him on, man. He's cool. Um, but he's he's doing yeah. He's uh, he's doing a series of paintings that are inspired by the play. They're going to be in the lobby of of the Westchester Cultural Arts Center. This it's is a whole yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, but again, how are you going to tie that into the risk taking of it? Well, I don't, I don't want to get into those specifics yes. now, but you know what we're going through yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, with, yeah, man. With that whole thing. Yeah, so there, there are. It's been one big risk. Look, the paintings that he's made are are a little bit on the controversial side, and that is part of the the the, the part whole of the idea. It's yeah, part. It's part it, of it really is literally part of the play. It's I don't know how to explain that without giving too much away, but it is literally part you, of it. You've explained enough that yeah. people are peak the curiosity, and now they will. They will. If they were already thinking of going. Now they will definitely. It's a little additional. Yeah, man. Exactly, dude. So we're taking risks, bro. But dude, this is, uh, you know, and and I hope you you take this as the compliment that I mean it. This is the market to take that risk in. This is the city to do it in because this is already a story where the audience is going to follow you. You know, they are already invested. They, they, you know, we, we talk a lot about on this show representation, you know. And so this is an audience that already wants to see their story get told authentically by people who understand what that means. So if you already know on some level that like, okay, they're, they're going to trust me with this story. How do I now push it further? Because 
there's already that inherent trust, you know, because you guys are Cuban Americans. So they know, you know, you're coming from a place of, of, of experience to a degree. All right, cool. Now let's crank it to 11. Yeah, like, let's, let's, it. let's it take right it to the next yeah. level. Right, dude. You just got me hyped with that. <laughs> you did. Well, you know, it's what I do. I'm, I, I'm also known as being a hype person. You're if you need like... one, you know, I'm just a DM away, as you know. <laughs> you know, or an email if you can't get to Instagram. <laughs> it's fine. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, I mean, you know, again, I, I, can't, I can't say enough how, how proud I am of, of, of you guys for doing this. I think... Number one, like I said, we're all about representation. And, and we, the one thing we pride ourselves on this show about doing is always being like, guys, being Cuban is not the same as being Puerto Rican, as being Dominican, as being Mexican. As We all have our unique stories to tell. So anytime anyone makes that decision to tell our story, we're there. Like, we are, we are there. We are proud. We are ringing the bell. We will support it because, again, we need to tell our stories. We can't rely on other people to do it for us. And a lot of people will be like, no, because one day I'm going to write and one day I'm going to do and one day, you know what? But you guys did the thing like Angela Bassett. You <laughs> did the thing, you know, and it, that's fucking commendable because it's one thing to even just write a play. It's another thing to find somebody crazy enough to go with you on it on this journey <laughs> and say, no, no, let's actually make this happen. Yeah, yeah, man. You know, and then on top of that, to do it in the city where you're both from, where you know everybody's going to have a, you know, an extra special eye on it. Because if you fudge something up here, a fact, they will call you. They you know our that, people yeah, will call yeah, you on it afterwards. They'll be like, coño, está buenísimo, pero tú sabes, tú dijiste esto. Y bueno, no era así. Era asado, you know, and you know they will. So that takes balls in and of itself. And I commend you both for that because... It, it, again, it's not everybody who can just mount a play. You know? Dude, and what you said was true, man. Like, you can have, like, a, an idea of, of something you want to do, and, and especially in our business, but unless you have, like, people that are crazy enough to jump on board and, like, to... And the way Gabe's been attacking it, man, it's like he's he's taking it as personal as I am. And without that, I, it wouldn't have happened, like, at all. Yeah. Um, so... To, to to have that man is a blessing, dude. Even if he went to Columbus. Even yeah, we love him anyway. <laughs> Even though know I, mean? no, I mean it's okay. He's from Wichita. So we I mean he he knows, you know, it's fine. Bro. He's still he's, one of us. It's okay. He's, it's he's all right. Kid, it's all right. Wichita for, <laughs> for life. That that there you go. That's yeah, it. We're just gonna go stand now next I to mean, the sign across the street <laughs> that says entering Westchester. <laughs> dude, <laughs> that's that's so true, bro. There's legit a sign right there. And bro. now that I'm and now that I'm here for this, I'm staying at my parents and you know, the same house I grew up in my entire life. So Westchester homegrown it's a hop and a skip away from the theater. So you are you are like immersed again. I am, we are I'm fully the whole immersive thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's he's almost method at this point. He is dude. It, like, yeah, yeah. this degree. It's like <laughs> Martin Brando. This guy, dude. Yeah. So where can our listeners find more information about about the play? I know it has an Instagram, right? Um, yeah, at the walls play. At the walls play and okay. thewallsplay.com. It's got all the info there and tickets and and all that jazz. It's Thursday through Sunday. April 7th through May 14th. Three weeks in English, three weeks in Spanish. Um, anything else? Good? Nah, I mean, we should be having some like really cool content coming soon from opening night. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, right. Some stuff that we want to share, you know, little snippets that we can share. Yeah. I'm actually very upset that I, we can't go to the opening night. When, party. when are you going to come see us? 
well, I don't know when we're going to go see you, but I would love to go to the opening night, but we have a pop-up. So it's like, oh, I can't, yeah, I can't get out of that. Right. You know, I got, I got to make that money. Um, yeah, yeah, you yeah, you yeah, can still join happen. us. This is another thing too, is that, so for opening night, we're also selling separate tickets if you just want to come party with us after. And your ticket includes a cocktail, it includes performance by Yoli, that whole shit. You don't have to sell me on it. It's just that our pop-up starts at 6 p.m. and it ends at like 10 o'clock in West Campbell. Yeah, we'll be there all night. So that's the only reason nah, that I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna make it. any promises we'll about anything. Night, we'll wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna go see the show, we're gonna go see the show. Yeah, like yeah, at some yeah. point. But yeah. opening night, like I and, and then you guys are horrible because you keep adding things, adding really cool shit to it. Yeah, you're, like, you're oh, right. You know, it's Yoli my Yoli. <laughs> oh, it's you know, Gio's gonna be there with drinks. Oh, yeah. Fulano's gonna be there. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, yeah, ahorita Celia Cruz gonna come back from the grave. Like, that's all you need. Shit. <laughs> we'll get a hologram. Yeah, seriously. Lo que falta. You guys no, keep adding hilarious. cool shit. <laughs> so well, we, we plan to keep adding cool shit to all the other Saturdays. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. If, all right. If this goes right, as, right, as, right, as, right. as great as we right. think it will, we're going to keep. I already you know, have FOMO and it hasn't even happened yet. Well, I mean, that's, that's, the, that's, the, <laughs> that's the, the marketing plan. Is so FOMO, the, so yeah. good job is what, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> you guys have done a fantastic job. But oh, yeah. You know, Gabe, Robbie, thank you guys again for for stopping by. I mean, well, we've got croquetas in front of us, so I know yes, we're gonna at least another little little time here we'll just hanging out. But yeah. again, I, I'm not blowing smoke up y'all's ass. Super proud. Cannot wait to see the production. You know, you're you're telling our story and you're you're making us proud. And for that, on behalf of me and DJ, even though he's not here, I just want to say thank you so damn much for that. Thank you. Like that is, yeah, you know, the, the gratitude that we have for you guys doing that. Thank you, brother. And thanks for having, uh, uh, having me on again, bro. This was fun, man. I think I have a sticker I can give you. If, if not, um, maybe. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, but yeah. come back whenever you want, Gabe. Yeah. Like shit, yeah. you know, that's Gabe's it. doing now, a bunch of cool shit, man. And he's doing a bunch of acting stuff too, which is all exciting. And, and, uh, and again, dude, risk taking. That's what That's you gotta the name do. Of the game. I mean, now I know. Who, now, now we've met, so I will never stop bothering you. Now that's just what is. Like we're gonna follow you on Instagram. We're gonna be commenting on everything, sending you random ass DMs about like you know. So, all, so, so be careful what you wish for. Catch, yeah. me, <laughs> catch me while I'm still in Wechete, right here. Down the ah, bueno, okay. Hasta mayo, entonces. Hasta mayo, yeah. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you, thank you, bro. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 